Hello and welcome to Knobcat Games Dungeons of the Obelisk podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sleppy, and I'm joined today by our Animancer, Nike Deer. Hello. And our digital alchemist, TJ Yadisernia. Hello. And if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, uh, this is a audio devlog of sorts for our game, Dungeons of the Obelisk. Uh, it's a 2D, 2D turn-based dungeon-crawling loot-grinding adventure. Uh, we've been in development now for, you know, I guess I say this every time and, and then realize I didn't actually do the math to add it up, but we're probably close to like 16, 17 months, I'd say, since we started. Um, and things are rolling right along. Uh, TJ's been adding a ton of stuff. I feel like this this past two weeks you added like a lot of little stuff, you know, nothing huge, no big game modes or anything like that, but we just had a, we've got a pretty good list of just little things and bug fixes and, and just all around polish. I feel like it's really coming together. Yeah, there's definitely been a whole lot of small kind of bits and pieces to just fill out the game, make sure everything works properly long list of tiny tiny things that needed to be filled in <laughs> yeah I, I was surprised how much of the list got shaved down this time around it's uh it was pretty impressive and then it gave me a whole bunch of room to add more things yeah we had like some weird bugs and stuff like the the character was like moving around erratically like if you happen to click like slightly off the map or, or something like that they were just running around like wild going the opposite direction and stuff for a little bit but it seems like now that we have all the maps added in we have all six of the maps that ben drew in the game now and it seems like now that we've got those in and, and you spend some time with them that, that all the movement and everything seems really good now yeah there was definitely a lot that had to go on for each map you know just adding in a single map for me took at least an hour. It took closer to probably two hours for a map. And even then, that wasn't even done. I had to do more smaller adjustments to it. But I definitely like seeing all the variety of maps being able to run around in different areas for once, see different things. Like, uh, I think I've said it before is that that control room that Ben designed is really good. <laughs> I know, I love it. I like that you can kind of go behind the, the pipes and stuff now, too. Like, it gives it. Um, you got it on the layer now, so like the pipes actually feel like they're going up into the ceiling of the dungeon instead of just being flat on the ground before. Yeah, as much as it's a fully 2D game, it gives a bit of a 3D perspective when you can finally go ahead of or behind certain objects. Yeah, we can, like all the columns and stuff, did you have to do like each column and torch and thing like individually? Or are they all like on one layer that you could set? I... I made use of a, there was an older system in game that auto-layered the items based off their position. So I just applied that to all of them, then I took it off and adjusted each of them very slightly. Like certain ones had to be just a bit further back, just a bit further forward. But for the most part it was like if it was a torch it had to be plus five forward or something. So it got done pretty quickly. So there's kind of a system in place for it. Oh, that's cool. One of the other things that, that this is something I feel like I've been waiting on for a long time. <laughs> I say this on some a lot of stuff, I guess, but man, stacking items, all of your like loot that is the same, 
can now stack so all of your trash items and, and uncommon items instead of them just filling your inventory with junk they now kind of now they stack and and just take up one spot for like 20 of them yeah that change is definitely a big one on the system because now let's say you had a hundred trash items of the same kind of type 100 at the most would now turn into four and that means that the whole system can handle a lot more items can save a lot more things can manage your inventory a lot easier with a system like that yeah it's it's really great because like i don't know like i designed the game and those those lower um rarity items so that they could stack and then that was something that just never happened like in the beginning <laughs> you know like we we got other items like the consumables and stuff were stacking a lot earlier on but the weapons and and loot and stuff never did yeah i had to be careful when i first added that because one of the problems to deal with was if you put on a helmet what happens when you put on five helmets now because you have five all stacked together making sure it <laughs> yeah. doesn't break the game or some other issue happens because now you have an item that there's five of them you technically have five helmets on your head yeah and then the same with like the blacksmith you take one and try to level it up or something and and then it has to move to a different stack <laughs> I guess you wouldn't be leveling up if you already had one in a different stack, but would have to go back into the inventory on its own and stuff. There's a lot of like little logic that you don't really think about, like that happens behind the scenes on inventories. You know, you kind of just think like when you're playing, like, oh, I just have all these items and I can do this stuff with them, but like when something's not working right, it's like really obvious <laughs> how much goes into it yeah certain things you notice real fast like i had the thing for the blacksmith you level up an item you take it out and then it stacks itself differently but what ended up happening is that although it was a different item it was still the same item so the game would end up deleting the older ones so if you had 10 helmets you upgrade one you put it back the nine previous ones think they're the same but they're also different so they end up deleting itself instead Oh, wow. And that one was instant. It's like the moment that happened, I realized, oh, hold on. That's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff with the blacksmith, too. Like, what happens if you don't take your item out of the blacksmith slot? Like, you could put your expensive companion into the slot and imbue it and then, like, close the menu without, like, taking it out. You have to make sure it jumps back to your inventory and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of safety mechanics that are put in place on that blacksmith because when an item gets in that slot, technically you don't own that item. It's now, it's not in your bag. It's in the blacksmith. The blacksmith has it. If you close out of the game, if you exit the blacksmith, if you do something, unless the game says, hey, get this item back in your bag, it'll just delete it instead. But I think that's right. all working now where you can't lose an item through the blacksmith. Yeah, that's good. I know that losing items is like, if I was playing a game and I like lose an item, that's like it. You know what I mean? Like you just, you're just like, you're just done. <laughs> you, you like don't want to play anymore because you never know what's going to disappear and stuff so having all those safeguards to make items safe is definitely a priority yeah it's one of the most painful things to lose loot for some who knows what reason <laughs> yeah losing progress in a game 
like really kills it for me like even like do you remember like how animal crossing like wouldn't save unless you like actually went and saved the game so if you like happen to close or lose power or something like that it would like just you know your six hours of playing that you just did is just gone because you didn't talk to like a mole or something like that <laughs> i never personally played uh Animal Crossing. I've had similar issues, but not, not an Animal Crossing. <laughs> that one's beyond right me. On. Yeah, well, that's how it works. I I played the last version of the of Animal Crossing, like new. I think what's the one now? I can't remember the the subtitles of the of them, but the last one, I actually like forgot to save. Realized I did it, and I was like laying on the couch, and I like dropped the game out of my hand and it like fell like two feet to the floor like from the height of the couch to the floor and it broke my screen and then I never played that version of Animal Crossing again <laughs> so the story is we want to make sure everything saves <laughs> in our game that's the lesson to take from it make sure saving works yeah absolutely um, the next thing on the list that, that you did is kind of uh i don't know it's weird these there's these restrictions that i've had in mind for for things like obviously you shouldn't be able to like skip dungeons you should have to be able to you should have to beat a dungeon before you can go to the next one so that's finally in place you can't just uh skip to level 10 and then also if you jump ahead to a dungeon you know if you get lucky enough to find a bunch of rares or something and, and can push ahead, you can't equip higher level items until you're actually that level. And I think those restrictions like add, I don't know, they're just something that I feel like has to be there, you know, like maybe, maybe you could get by without those things, but I think it scales the progression through the game and makes sure that you're actually playing the way you're supposed to. I think it's, it's kind of like an important general standard progression system because in every game you kind of want to have the player goes in they go through this straight path of complete this dungeon you can do the next dungeon you don't want to have them kind of skipping ahead say hey i bought this item now i can beat level four and i can just bypass one two and three and never even acknowledge it again yeah definitely helps to keep like a balanced gameplay overall because you can you now know this player has to do this task it takes about this long to complete the task so you can balance for that yeah we've had that message in the game when you level up you can now equip level three items <laughs> but like you could actually just put on anything you had you had originally a redundant message that actually applies now you had a uh, you you added the uh, artifact and companion shop with a curio shop um, and we have the, the Mask of Takura has been in-game working, but this update, you added uh, Mr. Donut, which is the first companion that, that the player can purchase from the shop. I don't know, I'm, I'm really liking the system that we have for, for artifacts and companions. I wasn't sure exactly how it was going to work, and it's kind of a loot box, I guess, you know. But I feel like it's a pretty fair one. So, like, when you get to the point that you have enough crystals to purchase Mr. Donut from the Curio shop, like, you actually get Mr. Donut 
and then the power level is determined by the loot box instead of just uh, you know maybe rolling forever and not actually getting him. I don't know. I feel like that that's a cool part of the game that's in there now. You know, Mr. Donut. Just so anybody knows, uh, he's a a frog, a toad, I guess that 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 hangs out with you, and he can absorb an attack and then return the damage to you as mana. And uh, I've been running around with him in the dungeon and he feels like not OP but like very useful like whenever you see that attack hit for zero and your mana pool fill up it's pretty sweet yeah I'm definitely glad to have that one in because the original the artifact was you know easy it's something that has been working in game the whole time but an artifact or companion like that that has more unique mechanics to it Getting that in, making sure that it works, now opens up the other companions and artifacts to start getting their functions in. And to have a to finally have both legendary artifacts and companions work and can have a full set of legendary gear going for you. Makes things look a lot better on my uh, character screen. So where did the name for Mr. Donut even come from? It's a very um, interesting one. A lot of stuff like just pops into my head <laughs> and then you know if it's a thing that's lucky enough to get written down and then I like it the next day then it just kind of sticks around I have other designs for companions that actually have like stories to their names but Mr. Donut I just uh oh it just came to me it was a, a name of a cat that my wife saw on like Instagram or something it was like named Donut or something and I was like oh Mr. Donut's like a perfect name for for like a, a toad or something in this game it was just something that stuck out to me I definitely think that's a pretty good one it's unique I don't think you would forget Mr. Donut and his ability to absorb damage for you <laughs> I feel like you've been quiet, Nika. Have you had a chance to like get in the shop and, oh. and look at stuff? <laughs> uh, not on the most recent build. I was I was running through uh I think seven point I forget if it was seven point two or seven point three. Which one are we on right right this moment? Seven point four three is the most recent. Gotcha. Then I think I was on seven point three. <laughs> I need to I need to get the new build honestly. But no, nah, I've I've been mostly just focusing on uh just mob animations lately. Been knocking out some of the uh the bosses, which I understand we don't want to talk too much about yet, but uh Yeah, yeah, those are the, the ones we're keeping quiet and under wraps, I think, so that they're still maybe a surprise when, when the players finally sees them. Yeah, but no, it's going all right. It's it's, it's feeling like kind of it's kind of feeling like that big final stretch towards like you know like the initial like MVP. So that's been exciting. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna copy this new build to my hard drive real fast. <laughs> yeah, open it up and, and see how it's going. For sure. Um, yeah, some of these little things like I've been waiting on for for so long. Like now we can have a stop auto settings that that actually um, you can stop on low health. Victory has always been there. You know, you could pause on victory or, or skip through it. Now we can pause on rare item drops and legendary item drops, and that's super exciting to me because it means you can grind through the game and, and play pretty quick 
but you don't miss important things that, you know, like when you drop that legendary, you want to know that it happened. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely a nice part of the kind of small things that can make a noticeable difference. Is I know when I play, I, I like to keep going if I win, but I started to put it where the rare and the legendaries will pause the game, because if I get any of those, I want to actually take a look at it, see what it is, see if it's needed or something. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a nice quality of life thing. I think they maybe like all default to on so that it always pauses on the rare and the... I'm not sure how that should work. I guess it pa it defaults to pause on victory so that you see everything. And then when you decide you don't want to just see everything anymore, then you go into the settings and realize that you can pause on different stuff. It should currently be... Everything's just set to enabled, although I, re I reset the game a lot and I keep forgetting to change it back. When I'll do a victory, I'll realize, hold on, why is it going, and then gotta go do the settings and change it again. Yeah, a lot of this like game development is like, how are experienced players gonna play? How are new players gonna play? How's... <laughs> you have to kinda like, think about how everyone's gonna use it, and everybody uses it differently, so it's kinda... it's a difficult job. I see the NPCs have, uh have chat boxes now that's really cool oh yeah how did that not get on my list <laughs> I, I love running around talking to those guys now yeah like we've got the whole like well it's early but we've got like the town hub map and everything now that's really cool i think it's funny when you go between when you go from town to dungeon you just see the difference between like a placeholder and a fully fleshed out <laughs> completed map oh this is looking so nice in the dungeon though Especially like with all the lighting and stuff, it's really dramatic. Yeah, I kind of like the green light that's going on through the dungeon. Yeah, no, it adds a lot of atmosphere, I feel like. Kind of gives it like a miasma kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah, are you supposed to be breathing this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I just jumped into a dungeon on a new save for some reason. and I should probably have some kind of equipment on me, but... <laughs> I'll just punch him. Yeah. Tutorial chest should be there. Oh somewhere. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I that got off too. Probably make sure it's near the player every time. I think one of them it's a little distant. Yeah, we maybe need to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to discuss that sometime. But we're getting to the point where we need to start having tutorial elements so that like you can't just go into the dungeon and not have stuff. You know, I think Illune needs to pop up and tell you to open the chest and equip the gear before you can continue. <laughs> I force the player to put something on and not get insta-killed. Yeah, I could see somebody like running in, ignoring the chest, and then just, you know, getting owned and then thinking the game sucks and quitting. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I definitely have seen that before where someone will play a game and because of a low quality introduction, they'll hate the game because they don't know what they're doing. The game didn't explain certain elements, so they're just lost. It definitely happens to me with people with games over explaining too. Oh, uh, we've talked about this on the podcast too, but I don't want to like read a book before I get to play, you know? So we're going to strike that balance, I think. I think if we get the player in the dungeon with some equipment on, and then they can go wild from there. For sure. <laughs> a couple other things on our list. The last two items, 
you actually got that legendary loot drop sound into the game that I made. It's kind of like the original loot drop sound. It's the same two notes, but it uh, plays them a little bit shimmery with some reverb and stuff on them. So you know when you get a legendary. Yeah, I'll be honest about that sound. When I put it in, like set everything up, said, all right, this should work just fine. But I never actually tested it. <laughs> I threw that in and I play with audio off so often that I would never notice one way or another if anything for audio didn't work. <laughs> so I looked at it. I made sure to read through. I'm like, all right, this will work. This should work. It's set up to work. So I, I just left it like that. <laughs> no, it does work. You know, it's it's every time I've gotten a legendary, it's played, and it hasn't played when it shouldn't. Other than it plays on legendary uh, crafting materials, which I don't think are as important as legendary loot. Yeah. So, but we have that on the list to get changed. We can also compare items in our inventory now to what we have equipped. So that's a really nice feature to finally have. Is it left shift? Yeah, hold a left shift. I feel like that's a huge one because one of the games I kind of use as some reference for loot is Destiny. And in that, you can also compare loot. And it's almost kind of like side-by-side -side identical where you see your loot item. You want to compare what you have equipped. It shows exactly what you have equipped and every detail about it. Definitely helps a lot to see what item's better, especially if you have like two rares that are close to the same. Which one do you want to use for Maybe it's major stats or some of it's minor stats. Yeah, it's definitely nice to be able to see instead of moving your mouse back and forth is what you had to do before. Not too big of a job, but it's definitely it's definitely cool. It's one of those like I, like we said before at the beginning, we're getting into like the little features, into the quality of life stuff. You know, we have most of the game kind of there. You know, we just got to get this stuff like polished up and to the point where where it's working and, and feels good. Yeah, there's just like a, a nice list of small little things that they make the game better, but not as noticeable, not as game-changing. Just kind of got to build them up over time. <laughs> yeah, I still think all these things are exciting. I'm like always looking at your change log and I'm ready to like get in and go through and see what, you know, just to see everything. But uh, yeah, some of these, some of these are kind of like, yeah, the game has to have that, but I don't know. I still think it's all pretty exciting. I don't know. Did I? I guess I told you guys, but we did also put out the uh, job listing for for our backend programmer to try and start getting our servers and things working. And uh, I got a few applications. It wasn't as many as as front end programmer, but uh, I'm gonna start going through those this weekend, I think, and maybe contact somebody. So hopefully, we'll have a. A new dev at some point here shortly right on just saying it's an important task yeah for sure i i actually had someone uh i guess someone dm'd me like a night or two ago about it on the instagram i should probably point them towards the job listing about the back end job yeah because i i screen capped it and was like check out the link if you're interested and then someone dm'd me and i was like cool i don't know any of this information so i should oh, yeah. figure that out <laughs> Yeah, you'll have to tell them to go to remotegamejobs.com, yeah. and uh, the link should be somewhere, like uh, on the Twitter for sure. Yeah, I think. And I think I posted it in. I posted it in the Discord where we post everything, so they you can grab it there and let them know. 
I think I saw it in the uh, on the website as well. Yeah, I don't remember if I put it on the website or not. That would have been a good place for it. Well, that's the end of the list, and we've hit 30 minutes on our recording, so I think i got to call it unless anybody has anything else they, they want to talk about. <laughs> I got nothing. Right on. Um, if you made it to the end of this show and you're not in our Discord, go to knobcat.com, check out our blog and our videos that we have there, find the link to the Discord, join the Discord, talk to us. Um, we also have the Instagram and Twitter, which are both at Dungeons Obelisk. And Nike has been knocking it out of the park on on the uh, Instagram. Oh, thanks. Been getting quite a few followers there. So if you're if you're here for the first time from the Instagram, that would be really cool. Thanks for being here. Sure. Yeah, I guess that's it. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye. See you.